0: That's right. This is the Dirt Bike Channel podcast. I'm Kyle Brotherson. You made it. I don't know where you found me on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, one of those podcast directories out there. We're out on all the major ones. You know how you you know how to find us. Come over here. I mean, I'm so stoked to be doing this podcast this morning. This podcast is sponsored by me, Kyle Brotherson. Dirt Bike Channel is sponsoring this. If you're interested in sponsoring one of these podcasts, reach out to me directly, kyle at dirtbikechannel.com. You can hit me up on social media too, but usually the email is the best way to do that. Oh, got a pretty good topic today. Pretty excited about the topic that we're going to talk about. The topic is why don't you race Brotherson? why don't you race? So first off, I just want to say I love to watch racing. Like you guys know my, my wife and my family. We're big fans of supercross. We like to watch supercross. We like to watch racing. We like to watch motocross too, but in the middle of the summer, it just kind of gets, there's so many other things going on that we normally are just kind of watching supercross racing, right? So I want to say that, yeah, I love to watch racing. I love to watch people push themselves to the extreme. It's inspiring. It's entertaining. It's all of the above. And it's super, super fun to watch. The other thing I want to say is I don't want to say anything bad about any racers. I'm not trying to put anyone in shame or or put anyone down. Nothing like that. I definitely don't want to do that. Racers, the racers that I've met and talked to, and I've talked to a lot of them, either in person or over email or on the phone they're great people. And many of them are just out there to have a good time. And they're just loving to ride their dirt bike. You know, it's a, we have a family friendly sport and especially like here in the West, uh, like what we have in Utah, there's a lot of desert racing, like USRA racing and, and works racing and those types of things and Enduros and super family friendly sport from everything that I've heard. You know, that that's, that's what a lot of people tell me. Oh, bring your family out. It's so, you know, it's so, um, it's so family friendly and it's just this great community and, and it, it probably is. It totally probably is. Uh, super family friendly and and super like great community to be involved with. Um, I've talked to no less than 100 dirt bike racers of all calibers in the last five, six, seven years. As I've been doing Dirt Bike Channel, I talk to a lot of racers. You know, of of like every type, like pro racers and amateur racers and novice racers and vet racers and you know the whole spectrum. I talk to them all the time. I talk to a lot of riders. You know, with with doing Dirt Bike Channel, I get emails. Uh, from tons of people of all spectrums. And I do calls with them all the time. I'm always talking to people on the phone, uh, either text message or phone or email or, you know, social media, whatever. And in truth, like, and this is kind of the dirty truth and I'm sad to say it, but this is, this is just me being authentic with you. After every conversation that I've ever had with racers, I found myself with less and less motivation to do it. I'm just not buying what they're selling, you know, and it's just, it's just one of those things. Um, I will tell you the best, the best argument, uh, the best argument that I've actually heard for doing one of these organized desert races here in the Western United States is this, and this was the best argument was saying like, Hey, look, um, you can just treat it like a trail ride because they'll have all the obstacles marked for you. And so if you're going along, you know, down the course uh, you'll see like maybe a hazard sign. And if there's one hazard sign, you know, it's just something small and it's not that much to worry about. If you see like two hazard signs, then you know, like, Oh, you better pay attention. And if you see three hazard signs on this little area, you really have to slow down and really have to be careful because they're trying to keep people from getting hurt on some of these, some of these obstacles. And so that's the very best, um, the very best argument that I've heard of like why I should go race, is Cause you just, you don't have to think at all. You're just doing, you're just going on this super massive, uh, trail ride. Um, and all the obstacles are going to be marked and you don't have to worry about what turns to make because they're going to have all the turns marked, you know, and obviously some of the, some of the racing is like done by GPS. And so you really, really do have to pay attention because you can get lost. But here in, uh, the area that I'm at, Uh, they have these courses marked pretty, uh, pretty well. And and I've gone and run some of these courses before, just maybe like accident, like out at Jericho or Cherry Creek or, or out in Warner Valley, when all of a sudden I've just stumbled onto a course that they, you know, are building for that week. And I don't, I don't even know that they're going out there and I hit the course, you know, either after the race is over or before the race, you know, I've never intentionally tried to do that, but sometimes I, you know, go out there and see the courses just because I happen to be out riding in that area. For free, which I'll, which I'll get into in just a minute. Um, so they do, they try to do a really good job of like helping you navigate through these loops and things, which is the best, uh, you know, the best argument that anyone has made to me of why i want to do it, you know? And interesting too, I, cause I mentioned, I talked to a lot of pro racers and I have a number of pro racers now that have told me they don't like racing. In fact, some of them have said they kind of hate racing. Um, But it's a, it's a necessary evil for them to, to stay in the sport and to stay relevant because, you know, they want to ride their dirt bike for a living. And that's, you know, the, it's been the traditional way that people have been able to do that is to, is to race, uh, in order to ride their dirt bikes for a living. I have almost by accident, not almost, I pretty much did by accident come up with a way that I could. Uh, be relevant and, and do dirt bike stuff in the industry without racing. And and you know, that's kind of my, that's kind of my sport or that's kind of my thing, you know, but, but, and, and then also as more and more people have tried to talk me into it, you know, it's, it's, it's probably the thing that I've heard. Okay. So number one thing that I've probably heard is, you know, what, what bike should I get? That, that's the biggest question that I have. And then the, probably the second question is, is, can I come ride with you? And that, that one's tough. Cause I've got so many people asking me, I just don't have time. And so it's, it's awkward to be like, no, I, I can't, you know, <laughs> I just can't. And then after that, it seems like this underlying theme is just like, people are like, why don't you race? You know, <laughs> why don't you race? And the more people have bugged me about it over the years, and, and I don't read into, I, I don't look at all comments on social media. There are, there are times where I'll go a couple weeks without looking at them. And then other times I'll, I'll, pay, I'll post something on social media. And for the next five to six hours, I'll go back and I'll check some of the comments and I'll reply to some of the people. But then if it's a day or two days old, I almost never look at comments. But there's all, the, there's all these comments and there's, all these, this, there's this underlying tone that Kyle doesn't know what he's talking about because he doesn't race. And if you feel that way, then you're entitled to to feel that way, and you you might have a point. Like on some things, like you may, you know, there are may, there are highly likely some things that you can learn in a race that you don't learn anywhere else. But uh, there's also a lot of things that you can learn <laughs> that you can learn, and you don't have to be in a race. Um, and so I've just over the years I've kind of gotten raw. Like it's almost like scratching something until it becomes raw. Uh, like if if you keep scratching an itch then suddenly you'll start to irritate it. Eventually it'll start to irritate it. And then it's like, oh, it's raw. And you've got a sore here now, from scratching. And I kind of feel like I've gotten to that point where I've just, I've been answering this question so much or just taking so much heat for it over and over that I've kind of, it's kind of become a sore spot with me. So the last couple of years I've thought, you know what, I should do a, I should do a race or two here in the USRA desert series in Utah and Arizona. And I think they even do a couple things up in Idaho, maybe just depends on the clubs and the year. But, uh, thinking about doing a couple races just to get the monkey off my back, you know, if for, if for no other reason, and, and I want to keep an open mind when I go do it and maybe I'll see the light and change my mind and I'll become like a hardcore desert racer, you know, <laughs> who knows, um, anything could happen, but I'm going to share with you just really briefly here, three reasons uh, that I don't race or three reasons that I haven't raced. And each reason is going to have kind of some bullet points and some subtext behind it. Um, but essentially, I've just written down three reasons. I could come up with more, but I was just doing some show prep here. And I thought, you know what? Three reasons is good. I like to keep things simple. If somebody gives a speech or a talk, you know, wherever, and they have eight things, no one listens to it and no one even cares. But the the whole idea of this is just to give you some Some content uh, and, you know, as you're driving or doing the dishes or whatever, that's one of the things I love about this podcast form is we can just kind of sit down and have a conversation and have a little bit more story time, right? So here goes reason number one that Kyle has not raced, at least as of yet, um, is just I don't want to, I have never had one shred of a desire to go out and race. So <laughs> I'll just let that sink in. I've never wanted to like some of you guys, maybe, you know, want to race and want to stack yourself up against other people and want to get out there on a podium or whatever. I just don't. I, I've had a lot of desires in my life. I wanted to be a good guitar player. I wanted to be a fighter pilot. I wanted to be an airline pilot. I wanted to, you know, uh, be a long range shooter. I wanted to, I've, there was a lot of things I've wanted to do in my life. I wanted to jump my pedal bike when I was eight years old, like 25 feet. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted to, you know, play guitar in front of people and have, you know, people cheer me at least one time, which, which has, you know, happened. And, and now I like to ride my dirt bike and I love to ride it slow. I love to ride it fast, these different things, but I have never once had the desire to enter a race. It just happened. And why is that? Well, I'll give you a few reasons. Okay. So large groups of people, it may be, it may seem like, Contra- or, or counterintuitive or whatever, but I'm not like a big social butterfly. Um, it, people have a hard time believing that because I have done like sales jobs and things where I interact with people, and I can interact with people. It's not that I can't be social. I'm just not. I'm just not like social by nature, and so I don't love large groups of people. I, you know, it's I don't love like Disneyland with my wife. I mean I, I like going to Disneyland with my family to watch my kids and stuff and to spend time, but I don't the crowds, I kind of hate it. You know, I don't like going places with large groups of people. I just don't. I, one of the reasons why I why I've liked dirt bikes so much is because it gets me away from people. So I ride dirt bikes to get away from the crowds and get away from people. As soon as I start bumping into people if I'm sitting on a single track trail and all of a sudden, you know, tons of people come by, it sort of, uh, you know, sort of takes some of the shine off for me. I like to go out and be away from everyone, you know? So that's one of the reasons like, and then here, here in the, in the racing that we have here in the West in the, in these desert races, it's like 300 riders that meet, you know, it could be anywhere from 200 to 400 people that come to ride these races. And I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, you know, the desert with 300 people on them, but it is dusty. Oh my goodness, it is dusty. It is so dusty, you can't see anything sometimes. Now, other times, you know, maybe the conditions are good and, you know, we got a rainstorm right before. And so some of these races might have very little dust, but those are few and far between. This is a desert. They call it desert racing for a reason. And desert means that you don't get a lot of water. And so it's dusty enough to just go riding with your buddies or your mates when you've got two or three or four or five people. It is really, really dusty. Sometimes we'll go on these, you know, trail rides up in Utah or Idaho or, you know, Southern Utah, Northern Arizona. Um, and you have to kind of hang back from your buddy. Like you have to let him go and wait for like a one full minute so that the dust from his bike has dropped enough that you can actually see the trail and you still come back with a black face. You know, a totally dusty face. And you like you're you have crusties in your nose and everything from all the dust that you ate. And you might only be eating dust from one person, right? Look at your air filters. They're black. Now we're going to times that by 300. <laughs> now I know that you're not actually eating dust from 300 people, but you are eating dust from dozens and dozens of people all day long. I have watched these races happening from afar I've seen all the bikes I've seen videos of it and I'm just like holy crap. And you know what's funny too is the first person the 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 first person footage like um off of GoPros or whatever else, those actually don't show how much dust there is. I am constantly amazed by how like I will be out riding and I'll be following someone and I'll be like, oh, I got to back off because I can't even see the trail. And then I go back and I look at the footage that I took and it's like, look, you can see the trail perfectly for whatever reason, like first person, you know, feel first person footage on your helmet cam or whatever it has for, I don't know what it is, but it cuts through the dust and you can actually see better on the video footage than you can when you're actually on the bike with your with your goggles and your eyes it's a weird thing so any of the things that you've seen like online where it's like oh that doesn't look that dusty because i can watch somebody's gopro footage of it it's way worse when you're there it just really is and i don't want to eat dust from 300 other riders when i can ride those exact same trails with zero dust or at least very little dust, you know. When we're in our, when we're riding with our buddies, you know, you you take turns to, you know, have the person up front. And if you're patient enough to wait that full minute, then you ride in almost zero dust the entire time, you know. Another reason is then I have to pay again to ride public land. So out here in the west, and I'll get into this public land thing in in a minute. But uh, now because I have entered this race, I've got to pay again to ride the same land that I'm already paying taxes on. And I'm already, it's all, it's already like public land that I can ride anytime for free. It's another reason why I don't want to do it. I know it's not a ton of money, but it just, there's the principle of the thing. I'm just like, ah, now I have to pay again. Here's another thing, race pace. I'm doing air quotes, air quotes of race pace. Now, race pace for everyone is going to be different. I'm not saying I'm the fast, I'm not, I'm not the fastest rider out there. I'm just an average, you know, maybe a little bit above average guy. And when I go out and I'm riding, there are times where I'm kind of at my, what would be you know, deemed my race pace, but I, you know, I don't keep it up for that long because I'm just out here to have fun and push myself a little bit, but I don't need to have quote race pace for three hours and multiple loops. I mean, I've got these guys that tell me like, Hey, look on these, a lot of these desert races, you know, or whatever, it could be anywhere from two to five laps or six laps or whatever, you know, and these are long, long races where you're filling the bike back up. Now, a lot of the times when we go out riding, we, we burn an entire tank of gas, but we've had fun and and that's it. These desert races like, oh, you're going to burn two full tanks of gas. So that time, like, like you get back to the, you get back to like the pit area and you've burned an entire, you've, you've spent all of your energy or you've spent like a crazy amount of energy. And now you have to fill the bike back up and go do another loop. That's probably harder than the first one. You might, that that's. It's almost like a recipe to get hurt, which I'll get to in just a minute, but like race pace for three to six hours of actual on the seat bike time, that does not sound fun to me. And I've watched my buddies and my friends and different people that come back from these races and they walk like 80 year old man or 90 year old man on the days following these races. They're like, wow, that was intense. That was, dude, that wasn't fun. That second loop sucked or whatever it is. And I'm going, aren't you the same guy that's trying to, that's trying to get me to do this and tell me how fun it is. But now I'm looking at you and your body language and everything else that you're telling me does not look fun. I I don't, I don't want to do that. Here's, here's another reason why I don't want to do it. So me and my wife don't want to commit all the Saturdays for just me, you know, and I know there's only like, you know, 11 or 12 races or whatever, but it's like an entire commitment. And a lot of times it's like, oh, you got to go overnight. You got to go down on a Friday night. You know, so you take uh, from Friday afternoon and you won't get back until Saturday night late. That's a, that's a big time commitment, especially when it's just selfish for just me. You know, I know I do these other rides, but I'm not, I'm, I'm going to do riding trips regardless, you know? So, so this is now just on top of my additional riding. And then, and then you're going to go out there and you're going to, Oh, I got to, I got to train for this because I want to have good results and blah, 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 blah. And so now I'm out r- doing tons of riding to train for my races. And then I'm doing all the races and then maybe I want to do these other fun rides, you know, where it's just me and my, me and my, either my sons or whatever. It's just, it's this big time commitment. It's a big time commitment. And I've got so many things going on. I've got four kids. My wife is heavily involved with, you know, our church and, and I am, you know, at times too. It just kind of depends times and seasons. And we've got a lot of stuff going on, like a ton of stuff. And it's just one more like huge, super large commitment because it's like, oh, you want to do six or eight or 12 races this year and then do all the training for it on the side. I'd rather be doing some other things as a family on those Saturdays. If I am going to ride at this point, doing dirt bike channel. If I'm going to ride my dirt bike on a Saturday, I want my sons to be there. You know, I try to do my riding during the week. Um, and I've got a couple buddies that can, you know, have flexible enough schedules that they can do that. We can ride in the week. And then that's super awesome because then there's no crowds, but on Saturdays and, and I don't ride Sundays, but Saturdays and Sundays, that's where it's crazy, a crazy amount of people. And I'd rather just spend reserve those times for family time. And people are like, Oh, we'll just take your kids to the race and, and everyone can race. I've also talked to enough people that that's hard, especially when you've got young kids to, for dad to do the race and the kids to do the race, <laughs> No, thank you. So let's move on. Reason number two, reason number two that I have not raced up to this point. Um, and it's also kind of like a, another reason why I don't want to is reason number two is I don't want to get hurt, you know? So <laughs> what do I mean? What do I mean by that? Cause this is a dangerous you know, sport. You can get hurt anytime, any place. Yes, you can. You can tear your ACL stepping off of a curb playing, you know, soccer, volleyball, whatever. Um, running on a treadmill, people have torn, you know, had injuries, you have injuries all the time. So it doesn't matter whether you're dirt biking or you're doing, if you have an active lifestyle, you're going to get hurt eventually, you know, and, and it's just part of the part of the name of the game. But in this specific context, I'm talking about, you know, the extra competitiveness now. So, so when we're out there, you know, riding or whatever, every once in a while, if it's, if the conditions are good enough where we can kind of see uh, each other, where there's not too much dust, we'll have many races, you know, kind of like all the time for like little mini sections or whatever. It's, it's all of a sudden, somebody just comes up to the side of you and they hit the gas or they try to take you on a corner or whatever. And it turns into a little race. This happens all the time, you know, and and it's those times when you, you just push yourself a little bit harder. Your buddy shows you a wheel or whatever. And that competitive nature kicks in and you both just start to like, you know, wick it down the trail or whatever. And one guy tries to make a pass and the other guy's trying to hold him off. And, and it's, it's fun, you know? and it usually stops right about the time that you have that holy shiz moment you know where you almost ate it and then you know you're like whoa that was crazy and then you back off cuz it's just it's just you and your buddies and you're just having fun and And the payoff is not worth the risk because you're not out there to win some $10,000 prize purse. You're not out there to win a million dollar thing. You don't have a contract behind this or anything. In fact, it's the exact opposite. If you continue to push yourself, you're going to like get hurt and, you know, affect your ability to even make money for your family. (laughs) And I'm in favor. I, I am definitely in favor of getting out of your comfort zone a little bit Each time you go out, like that's, that's the best way for you to make progress. You know, if you want to make progress in your writing or your, you know, anything else in your life, you, you need to push yourself a little bit each time. Like I'm totally in with that. So don't send me emails like, Oh, well then if you never push yourself, you're never going to get better. I know that. But here's the thing, I'd rather be out of my comfort zone for a little bit each time, but not out of my comfort zone for several hours straight. Like we talked about before, you know, doing a race pace type thing or just pushing yourself to the limit, to the limit, to the limit for hour after hour after hour. That is where you get, you can get hurt, you know, and and, and it's just that's, that's a fact of life. You keep pushing, 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 pushing. And look, I'm 38 years old. I have nothing to prove. I don't care if you're faster than me. I don't care if I'm slower than this guy or whatever, you know, but I I don't want to be the slowest guy in a group. That is frustrating. Like if you go with five, you know, four or five guys and you're, you're the guy that's the slowest guy and everybody's waiting for you. That's a different thing. I don't like to be in that situation. I have been multiple times and it's good to ride with people that are faster than you because it helps you to kind of push yourself a little bit more, a little bit more, but I'm talking about be, trying to be at race pace for several hours, and it's, you're just, people get hurt. I, I mean, seriously, the th- I look at it this way. I look at every person that I've ridden with that is faster than me. They have, you know, I use the air quotes faster or, you know, whatever, better than me. They've paid for have I've worked up to my speed, whatever I have. I've worked up to that slowly. I've spent a decade obtaining it. And I I like it, and I, I of course I want to get faster, I want to get better, smoother, those types of things. But I'm doing it at my own pace, which is just kind of like, oh, let's make these, you know, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Everyone that I can think of that I have ridden with, um, that I ha- I know their background, uh, that, that they're faster than me, they've paid with it, they've paid for that additional speed or whatever with more injuries, more surgeries, more hospital time more broken, t- more broken bones and more beat up bodies. I just, I look at these things. I'm an observant person. I'm always doing the math on things. Like I'm always timing things. I'm always measuring things, calculating things. And I'm going, Hey, look, so this guy is let's say five, 10% faster than me, but he's got three or four broken clavicles. He's broken his femur. He's broken his wrist. He's broken his arm. And he's what? Five, 10% faster than me. And I'm sitting there thinking. I will trade that speed for a more whole body that hasn't had as much downtime and as much hospital time. I I'll take that. I'll take that, uh, you know, that compromise every day of the week, you know, and don't, don't try to tell me that the competitive environment doesn't push you to do more. It does like, look at, look at, uh, you know, the starting line of any of these big desert races where it's just kind of like this big bomb run down to like, you know, the first corner or the first you know, marker or whatever, and everyone is just ripping out through the desert, like top, Gear. you know, in their, you know, 60 miles an hour through the sagebrush and everything. That's not something that people normally would do. You know, you don't just go ripping out there like balls to the wall, you know, through the sagebrush when there's not even an established line. And especially then when you've got some dust, there are guys that are just behind, you know, kind of that front wave and they are going 50, 60 miles an hour through, through the dust. They can't see anything. They have no idea what's in front of them. You know, they're able to walk the first section or whatever and kind of look around for rocks, but you don't know where you are now that you're in with like this super massive wave of a hundred riders in front of you and you just can't see. And, and the only reason that you're doing that is because that competitive environment pushes you to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. You know, there's no other way around that. Please don't make the argument. That they're like, oh no, it doesn't make me ride any harder or whatever. I even tell I even tell my friends, like when I go and maybe do one of these races, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna race. I, I mean I'm just gonna ride it. I'm just gonna ride at my pace and I'm not gonna take any chances. And they say, okay, keep telling yourself that. Because what happens is when you get in that race, you don't wanna get passed. And and if you if you make a pass on somebody, you don't wanna give that position back because your pride is on the line. <laughs> all this other stuff. That's this competitive nature, the competitive juices. And they're like, Yeah, you'll get hurt. You know, you're gonna go out there, <laughs> you're gonna hurt, you're gonna get you're gonna crash, you're gonna it just comes up. And some people live for that. And I'm and that's totally fine. If that's you, great. I'm just trying to explain why I haven't done it. And these are some of the reasons. You know, and if and if and if if you get hurt, like cuz I have gotten hurt, you know, the, just this year I broke a pinky uh by having a, you know, my handlebar come down and slam on it in between a rock and a hard place. Um so I broke the pinky and I was off the bike for 6 weeks and that wasn't fun. That sucked. You know, but I'm not too worried about that one i had an acl tear on a freaking trials bike at zero miles an hour tipping off of a tipping off of a rock where i tore my acl and so that was six months off the bike and it just kind of put a big mega damper on that year you know and and it just when you're hurt it takes all the fun out of it and again we can't we can't like future proof or we can't like completely take all the risk out of this and i'm not trying to do that but i'm trying to take calculated risks and i'm going you know, when you are injured, which, uh, racing is going to, you know, increase the chances of you getting injured. It's it equates to lost. It equates to lost wages, lost recreation and loss of fun. And it also affects the family too, because when I get hurt, like if, if I'm hurt, you know, maybe we don't do that vacation with the family or I can't make, you know the type of money that i, you know, and so it's, i don't want to get hurt because in my mind that's just selfishness. Now, you could take it to the extreme and say, "Well, if you don't want to get hurt, you should give up dirt bikes altogether." You know, i don't want to go that far down that road. There's a balance with things. And then number 3 reason why i don't race, and this is something that uh, i don't think a lot of people realize. Um, but here living where i do in the western united states, i live in Utah. I don't have to race. So reason number three is I don't have to race to ride. Now, if in many areas of the country that we live in, and even many areas of the world, if you don't get involved with an organized race somewhere, you can't do hardly any riding. Like east of the Mississippi and in many, many places in this nation, you can't ride anywhere legally because it's all private land. And the, and the landowners, of course, they don't want you going in there. Maybe they've got... Maybe they got cows or horses or sheep or just it's their, you know, backyard and they don't want anybody going through there and tearing things up or, or whatever, or they don't like the noise. And so what happens is then these, these riders and groups get together and they create riding clubs and then they get involved with these, you know, they create racing circuits and they're like, Hey, look, they go and they talk to the landowners and they pay a fee and they get permission to like run these courses through these various landowners places and this is the best, very best opportunity for you to ride your dirt bike. And so, so many of the people that are, quote, racers in, out there, they're only really riding because it's, they're only really, quote, racing because it's the only way for them to ride. If they didn't, quote, race, they wouldn't ride because there's nowhere for them to do it. And so, to a person, you know, on the East Coast, it's like, oh, you don't race? Because everyone they know races like everyone you don't race you don't ride and it isn't even necessarily that you're racing competitively you're just oh I'm a racer I'm an A I'm an A racer I'm a B racer I'm a C racer you know all these things and after hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of contacts with people over social media and different things I've just come to the conclusion that hey if you don't live where I live, there's a high probability that you ain't going to ride if you don't race. I mean, that's just the, that's just the nature of it. That is the reality of it. You know, if I live back East or anywhere East of probably Colorado, I might have to race in order to get any seat time. And, and then I would do it you know but out here in the west i don't have to race i don't have to enter in any race and i can get hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours of riding pleasure and enjoyment and i don't have to be around a million people i don't have to eat dust from everyone i don't have to pay another fee to ride my public land i don't have to pass like a you know a sound check i don't have to pass a tech inspection i don't have to have somebody look at my bike and make sure it's got a spark arrestor and make sure it's got this, that, and the other. I don't have to do that. And I can just still ride my bike and have a blast doing it. And that is it. I've had a blast. Like riding dirt bikes have been the most enjoyable thing I have ever done. The most fulfilling thing that I have ever done. I have, you know, you could almost say I have ADD with different hobbies and different, you know, different things uh, you know, pastimes and stuff. I've done a lot of different things in my life, but nothing, nothing has even come close to dirt bikes and what that is. It's spoken to my soul and what that has given me and the fulfillment that it's given me and everything. And now the, the new opportunity I have to try to support my family with this dirt bike thing. And I don't have to do any racing in order for that to happen. And it's actually worked out in my favor. So yeah, this year, 2020, The plan is to hopefully enter one or two of these races, um, and, uh, just go do that and get the monkey off my back. And that way, you know, if I decide that, you know, I still don't like it, then I can, I can add another thing to my list to be like, Hey, I don't race because I've done it and I didn't have any fun. Or maybe I'll go out there and I'll be like, you know what? That was a blast. And I think I'm going to do it, you know, a couple times a year. I don't see myself ever being like, Oh, I'm going to run this whole, I'm going to run this whole, um, you know, series this entire year, but I'm not going to say that that won't ever happen. I don't see that happening, but it could, you know, it could, maybe I'll get the, get the bug or whatever, catch the fever, catch the bug and just be like, okay, 2021, I'm going to race every single, I'm going to race every single race, you know, and try and go out there and, you know, get some podium or something that put a, put a plaque up on my wall that said, I did this. That could happen. I don't think it will, but it could happen, you know, so keep an open mind. But those are some of the reasons why, or those are the reasons, at least that I wrote down of why you don't race. Why why doesn't Kyle race? And that's, and that's me. Maybe, maybe that resonates with some of you guys. You know, maybe you have a totally different view of it. There's a ton of out, ton of you guys out there that do have a different view of it. I know because I talk to you all the time and that's totally cool. Like I, there's, there's no problem. If you want to race and you want to do that, that's totally fine. Um, I just haven't wanted to. And the more racers that I talk to. I come away with less and less desire to do it. And now I'm kind of being pressured into it. I just feel like some people have, it's like that itch people, people been itching, 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 and now it's turned into a sore. And I'm like, the only way I can get, I think maybe the only way I can get some of these people to get off my back about it is to actually just go out there and and do it a couple of times. So. Anyway, that is today's podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys have a fantastic week or weekend that is upcoming. It is Valentine's Day today when I'm recording this. Hopefully, you have a good Valentine's. Maybe you got a date with your wife. It was just my anniversary earlier this week, so my wife and I spent some time together. Um but yeah, go out there and let your wife or your girlfriend or your, you know whoever your Valentine is. Maybe it's maybe it's a man. Maybe maybe you're one of the very, very few women listeners that I have. So then you go out there and get, you know, have a nice Valentine or, or get a chocolate or whatever for your, your boyfriend or your husband. I don't know. I don't know how long it goes. So anyway, I've got to get off this because I've got to get out and start working on a bike out in the shop and start getting it set up. I've got a ton of crap to do. So I'm going to put this podcast in the can and then get it uploaded to my podcast host and get it out to you guys. So have a good weekend. Have a good Valentine's Day and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Let's leave a single track. Thanks, guys.